different. First Peter is a letter that Peter wrote to some young Christians who were uh, in a world where they were called out. They were called to live differently. And so Peter is writing and encouraging them and giving them some instructions on how to live uh, with faith in a world that doesn't necessarily have the same kind of faith. And I think the summary of the entire book is found in the first chapter. And here's what he says. He says, prepare, prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. So when it comes to, to following Jesus, it takes our minds and it takes the way that we live, our actions. In fact, in, a, in another letter, Paul writes that, that it's the transformation of the mind that leads to a different life. Prepare your minds for action, exercise self-control, place your hope not in your ability to do everything perfectly, which that's good news for all of us because none of us can do everything perfectly. Place all of your hope in this amazing salvation that will, that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So kind of a summary for the whole book is, is found here. Your minds, your lives, your hope placed in Jesus. And then he goes on and he says, live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways. Don't just go with the flow of culture. You didn't know any better then, but now, and here's the, here's the statement. You must be holy as God is holy. Now, that verse messes with a lot of people because people begin to think that idea of being holy means to be perfect. And that's not what Peter is saying. He's not saying be perfect as God is perfect, even though God is perfect. He's saying be holy, be set apart, be different don't be common, live differently than the rest of the world. Does that make sense? That's what he's calling us to, to do is, is to be a people who are marked by love and who live differently because of this love that we've experienced. God, who chose you and called you, is set apart. So be set apart. Be uncommon. Be holy like that God is holy. So this is the theme of the entire book. And um, we, we're doing something a little bit different today. Uh, we love to mix it up. I uh, found four of our team members that I know you all love, and I said, I want you to look through 1 Peter and find a, a passage of Scripture that is significant to you, and I want you to teach us as a church on how that could impact our lives, how, how that could, could set our minds in a certain direction, how it could help us exercise self-control, live differently. And they all agreed. And here's the catch. I love football. How many of you are football fans? Any football fans? It's college football season is here. Come on. Next weekend, NFL is here. It's going to be awesome. And in football, at the end of every quarter, if, uh, if a team is like, like on the edge, there's like a two-minute drill that happens. And you have like the last two minutes, it's like you got to get down the field. You've only got two minutes. And so my challenge to our four team members was you've only got two minutes to bring it home. 
There's four of them, two minutes each. And so I'm going to introduce them to you. And, uh, and the way we're going to do this is the first two of them will, will lead us in learning. And then we'll take a little break and there'll be a halftime song for us to experience some worship together. And then the second half, we'll close out with two more. Now, I know you love these people, so you got to show your love when we introduce them. And starting for us today, out of Hayes, Kansas, Hay, he, he comes to us from Hayes High School. They're the Indians. They haven't changed their name yet, but they're the, that's Hayes High School Indians. I want you to welcome Mr. Cameron Lippert. And then second up, um, you see her on a regular basis. You're going to love her this morning. Two minutes is what she's going to have. She told me she has six minutes. I told her, you got two. That's all you've got. She comes from Heritage Hall Chargers, the high school in Oklahoma City, Miss Lindsay Haugen. I'm like, where is she? There she is, Lindsay Haugen. And then after halftime, so third quarter we've got coming in, uh, he comes from a small town in Florida. I, I hardly ever know, the Florida Gators won a big game yesterday, by the way. But he comes from Dunedin, Florida, the Falcons, the Mighty Falcons. He's our missions pastor, Mr. Ryan Jason. And then finally, in the fourth quarter, in the fourth quarter, uh, it's, it's always fun in the fourth quarter because the game is down to the line, and we knew she could bring it home for us. She comes from Oklahoma Christian Academy. She's out in trailhead. She's always smiling. Miss Alyssa Dees. So here's what I want you to do. So here's the challenge for you this morning. Each one of them is going to bring a different passage. They're all incredibly powerful passages. And uh, they're going to, again, they have two minutes. There's a timer. All of it will keep us in, in, in line. But I want you to find the one, the passage that God wants to use in your heart and in your mind this morning. Because it's fun. What we're doing is going to be fun. There's going to be the two minutes. You're going to get caught up in all of that. There's a buzzer that will scare you. Um, but what, what I don't want us to miss is I don't want us to miss the opportunity for God's spirit to speak to our hearts and minds. So can we stay in tune as we walk through this? Stay focused and find the one that God wants to use in your heart and in your mind. And we're going to start with Mr. Cameron Lippert. What always amazes me about the book of 1 Peter is the author himself. Peter's transformation from a wandering fisherman, directionless, 
to becoming who he was to launching the early church and writing this letter to the early Christians is amazing. And his journey has all sorts of ups and downs. He almost drowned because he didn't have faith in Jesus. He was given a new name, Simon, to Peter, the rock in which I'm going to build my early church. And then he denied Jesus three times, only to be restored by Jesus, saying, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. He was reinstated by Jesus with the reminder that no matter where you've been, no matter how far you've wandered from God, you're never too far to come home. And Jesus loves you. He says, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. And I am the shepherd who will keep your souls forever and ever and ever. You know, what's amazing to me is Peter, he denied Jesus, but it was the power of the cross that changed him. It was the power of the cross that gave him confidence. It was the power of the cross that made him who he was. And that same power is available to you and me today. That same power that tra- changed Peter. Now, In my own life, I don't look the same that I did 14 years ago, but I look pretty similar. But I can tell you, and my wife will affirm, I am a completely different person than I was 14 years ago. Jesus called me into ministry. He helped me become a better father, a better husband. And it's all because of the cross of Jesus. I may not look different on the outside, but I'm definitely different on the inside. you, Cameron. (laughs) You know, years ago, I was on a mission trip in a region of the world that was um, not really aware of the true representation of who Jesus was. The religious strongholds there were really tough to overcome, but the missionary that I met, he said, you know, we'll be walking the streets of this community, and people will come up to me and say, there's just something different about you. What is it? And that really that just like, stayed in my heart, and I wrestled with that for a long time because, like Cameron said, that spirit of Christ that was in that missionary is in all of us. And when we've, when we've encountered that spirit, we can't remain unchanged. It will change us through the power of Christ. And I think about how, as Christians, we you know, sustain joy in our chaos. We carry hope in our grief. We have patience and peace with people that we're in conflict with. And we love others when it's really hard to love. And I think that that's just not a coincidence. That is the work of God within me. I can't do that on my own. And so I've learned that as I continue in my walk with God, even though I want to be like Jesus, my countenance and my appearance and my language even sometimes doesn't accurately represent who Jesus is. And so I love that Peter in this passage says that We have to be gentle and we have to have respect because people may see that you're different, but they don't exactly know why. And we have this opportunity to love them to Jesus. 
We can't force feed a message of hope to people, right? We have to love them to Jesus. And so I was just thinking about if we walk the aisles of Target for ordering food, if we're in a, in a conflict with somebody, that we would truly carry ourselves well, that we would carry ourselves to represent and portray this man, this man of Jesus who gave his life for us. He loved us so much that he gave his life for us. And we carry ourselves differently because of that. And I still have the mic, so I'm gonna keep talking. But, um, <laughs> but you know, I was thinking how great would it be to have this moment where people come to us and say, there's something different about you. And let's be prepared to answer that, amen? Yeah. We're gonna sing. In, that, in light of that message of how God truly loves us, this song that we're going to sing is birthed out of that knowledge and that trust that Jesus loves us so much that he gave his life for us. And so would you stand? We're going to worship and just reflect on what we've learned so far this morning and just thank God for the way he loves us. Sing this out together before I spoke a word. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. You have been so, so good.
This morning we come to you in all of your love. This reckless love that goes in places that we would never choose to go. But you do, because you don't care where we are or what we've done. Your love is bigger than that. Your love is mighty and it changes us from the inside out. As Cameron and Lindsay said, when we have an encounter with you, our lives change because of your love. So this morning, may that love transform us into different people that reflect your grace and your kindness and your gentleness and your generosity. Lord, we lift up the name of Jesus, the powerful name. And it's in this name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can have a seat. And we're going to continue. We have two more. Ryan and Alyssa, so we're excited to hear from them, and let's see what God has put on their hearts. Come on.
agreeable. <laughs> be sympathetic. Be loving. Be compassionate. And be humble. Bless. As followers of Jesus, we bless. Just like we've already heard this so far this morning, like it is a decision that we make. This is something that we do. This is, I, I have three kids, two of which are boys. This does not come natural. This is not something that you're born with. This is something that you actively choose to put, you, you put this on. You put on humility. You put on love. All too often, like me myself, like I, I find that I'm, I'm so concerned about being right. And I, I just want to, I want to be right. I want to prove a point. I, 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 want, I want to make sure that I don't look silly or anything like that. But what I'm finding out, what I'm learning is that when I do that, when I'm so concerned about being right, then that means I'm giving equal concern to making sure you're wrong. Be loving. Be sympathetic. There's a book that I'm reading called Tattoos on the Heart, and it's, there's a quote in it. And it says, The strategy of Jesus is not centered in taking the right stand on issues, but rather in standing in the right place. I want to stand with the marginalized. I want to stand with the outcast. I want to stand with the people I disagree with. I want to stand with the hurting and the broken, the sad and the scared and the lonely. Because I want to bless to be a blessing. echoes what Jesus commands. Love one another. He doesn't limit this to the best days when your house is clean and the money is flowing. And I've noticed that there's a drive for hospitality rooted in production. It's that Disney wow or the flawless filters of Instagram, that pursuit of 24 hours of perfection, tidiness, and cleanliness. And that is just, it's not me. And the world utilizes their abilities to impress one another. We are supposed to use our presence to bless. So hospitality, what we're called to, is love in action. That love that we are freely given, we get to extend to others. That love that covers a multitude of flaws, faults, and failures. It's unconditional in you, have been gifted with a gift to steward God's grace. It's hard to recognize gifts. I see them and I, I struggle with them in myself. So I'm gonna name just a few. Wisdom, discernment, joy, care, empathy, 
compassion, hope, patience, possessions, passions, skills, or words, your presence, you have a gift of hospitality. And that is to be utilized for a goal. The goal is living your transformed life as a testimony of love to the world. Caroline Lacey says, Jesus promises that living water will flow from within us, extending his welcome to others. Hospitality is a way that God works in our lives to bring life to others, life to others. Let's not be content with a superficial version of hospitality that looks good but does nothing to satisfy the deepest desires of our heart. Don't let your gifts be trapped in comparison. You are gifted to love and serve one another. Let's go, Matt. Okay, here's the deal. We have a great team at McDowell. Would you agree? And one of the, one of the things that we want... Um, to challenge you to think and walk through as followers of Jesus is to open up Scripture, 1 Peter this week, read through it, and allow God to, to bring something to the surface that he can use to change you. That's, that's what it means to, to root ourselves in Christ, is to put ourselves in the places where the Spirit of God can flow into us and change us, just like each one of these talked about and the one that just left. Um, now, before we wrap up today, I know that there are some people in the room who hear all of this and you, uh, you think to yourself, that sounds great for other people. I'm, I'm not those people. And I want you to hear something. There's some of you who have wandered in your life and uh, you've ended up in places that maybe you never thought that you would be. You've picked up some habits and some different things along the way that you are ashamed of but are a part of your life right now. And some of you are caught in this, um, this trap and in this shame that says you are not the recipient in the same ways other people are. Stay with me. Some of you believe that you have wandered too far to be the recipient of God's love, as each one of these people talked about. And before we leave this place, I want you to hear, that is the enemy trying to keep you from the life God has for you. God has something for you. He has life for you that is more abundant than any other path you can take. And what First Peter is trying to help us understand as Christians is that if we will root ourselves in this person, Jesus Christ, he will, by his power, not by our power, not by our abilities, he will give us his spirit which will transform our hearts and our minds. And it's in that that we find life. Cameron talked about the shepherd who wants to guard your soul who wants to keep your soul. The shepherd is the one who guides you, who provides for you, and who protects you if you choose to let him. And then Lindsay talked about this, this idea that that change that begins to work in us, 
then should work out of us in a way that when someone asks us, why do you have so much joy when this is going on in your life, we have words. Maybe not our words, but the words of the one who has been planted within us. And then Ryan, this challenge of blessing others. Listen, you have been placed in your spot in this world and you can make a difference in your workplace, in your gym. I'm looking around, some of you go to a gym. You can make a difference in your gym, in your neighborhood, and every single one of you can make a difference in your family if you choose to bless and be a blessing in that place. And then Alyssa, who is the queen of hospitality. If you've ever been in here, uh, in the mornings when she's opening the coffee shop or she's working the coffee shop, she wants to make this a, a place where everyone is welcome. Listen, you can do that same thing. By the power of Christ working in, you can make your home a welcome place for neighbors, for friends, to find a shelter in that place. Listen, God wants to do something in you, each one of you. Every person in this room, every person streaming, every person who claims Christ, God wants to use you to make a difference in the world. So don't be common, be different. Don't be common, be different. That's what 1 Peter is all about. Will you stand with me? Amen. As you go from this place, as you go from this place, root yourself in Christ. Be surrounded by community that loves you. And choose to be a blessing in a world that needs to know God's love. Amen? Amen. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday.